Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. And today, we're very excited to have a special guest and an honored guest. Um, I think I'm going to start off with a quote, because this is a quote I think everybody should, uh, you know, will really kind of introduce this per- person. The quote says, Jeff is part doctor, part guru, part medicine man. We couldn't have gone to Paris without him. And that was from Lance Armstrong. Today's guest is none other than Jeff Spencer. Woo! Fantastic. Welcome. Just to kind of give everybody who Jeff Spencer is, he, uh, he's an Olympic athlete. He's got an eight-time Tour de France winning team doctor and has been directly involved in over 40-plus, 40 40-plus 40 Olympic, World, National, and Tour de France championships. And today, we're going to be talking to him about the champion's blueprint. And uh, I can't wait. He's going to be uh, really enlightening us regards to wellness, but more in terms of really from the mindset point of view. Mm. Jeff, welcome aboard. Well, thank you. It's always an honor, and I must say that uh, Australia is my home away from home, so it's always a pleasure to be able to connect with people that I dearly love. So thanks again for the invite. Looking forward to the show. Great. Jeff, I mean, you, you've worked with you know, Lance Armstrong for, you know, during those years when he was winning the Tour de France. You worked with Natalie Cook and um, Chad Reed from Australia. I mean, I mean, a whole bunch of athletes. Tell us sort of what, um, you know, what is it like working? You know, how did you get involved in, in working with these athletes? Uh, that's a great question. Actually, I was an Olympian myself. I competed in the 1972 Olympics as a sprint cyclist, and I also drove the uh, tandem. So I know what it takes to get to the top and stay there. I, I also uh, have a master's degree in exercise physiology from the University of Southern California. So I really kn- I know the uh, academics of what it takes to create a body that's capable of peak performance. And being a chiropractor, I know what it takes to get and stay well. And you wrap all those things up into my experience over the last 40 years dealing with some of the best of the best in a variety of different disciplines that include sport, uh, business, on stage, so on and so forth. And it really gives me a very unique way of looking at what it takes to get to the top and stay there. Because one of my observations has been is that you have a lot of experts out there that only see their slice of the pie, but they don't see the holistic pie itself. And the real key to creating a perpetual peak performer is making sure that all of the elements that need to work together to create that holism where the mythical zone performance becomes the rule rather than the exception is really the advantage that I have. So word gets around that if you're a guy that understands what it's like and what it takes to perform at the top, then you can basically go anywhere because the body's the body and the mind's the mind. The specialty of the sport or the discipline is something that you can find anybody to help you with. But this added dimension of you, the you factor, is what really determines the outcome of not only the performance but also the longevity and the extent to which a career can be formulated and created. So that's how I really got to be able to work with some of the best of the best. Wow. So, Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. You know, how did you go from, I guess, uh, Olympic athlete to chiropractor to exercise physiologist to through to doing all this mindset? You know, how did, how did that journey happen for you? In the mind, well, it actually seems to be, like, it, for me, the mindset stuff, because everything else seems to follow a sequence, but the mindset stuff, mate, that's what I'd love. I reckon people listening to this would love to know that. Yeah, well, that's it. That that's actually the frontier. That's what the limiting factor is, and it's not just about thinking good thoughts and hoping something's going to happen. But there's actually 
a structure that you need to follow to get to the top and stay there, which we can talk about uh, in a minute here. But, you know, I've always had this natural inquiry into why is it that there are those people that can and do and why is it that there are those people that are extremely talented and don't. And that's always uh, been a puzzle to me. And I knew that if I understood that, that's the key to becoming a consistent peak performer to create a full and complete legacy, which is what I'm all about because a human life will be defined by what a person does at the end of the day and the way that we kind of leave our blueprint or our imprint of our journey through this dimension and what our immortality and our gift is to others is the legacy that we create. And if you don't have the body and the mind to be able to make that happen, then correspondingly you'll get uh, a legacy that is only as good as our weakest link. And so with that, um, I was just all athlete growing up as a kid, and I got involved, and in, I actually rode and competed in my first national championship when I was 10 years old as a cyclist. And then uh, a decade later, I made the Olympic team when I was 21. And uh, when I made the Olympic team, I was between my sophomore and junior year in college. And then I went on to get my master's degree after I got back from the Olympics. And I realized as a consultant to professional athletes and athletes at the top and entertainers and people at business that the health care that they were getting was about as good as I got when I was competing, which wasn't very good. It's like, let's wait and see what happens attitude. And that wasn't good enough for me and it wasn't good enough for them. So I went back to chiropractic college because I liked the fact that they used their hands. They looked into natural methods. They were a little bit more embracing of innovative techniques and it was a natural fit for me. So I went back to chiropractic college and then that's what was really the third part of my approach to dealing with people, which is really a bind body and soul holism. And when you restore that holism, then again, peak performance and zone performances become the rule rather than the exception. So that was really my journey from being a kid to uh, where I am today. And here I am, uh, 40 plus World Olympic uh, Tour de France and National Championships and counting later. So I'm looking forward to writing more chapters. <laughs> it's pretty good. Awesome. Jeff, about, I reckon it was about, uh, it must have been nearly a decade ago, Jeff, I think I saw you speak. Um, here in Australia with Metagenics, would it be 10 years, do you reckon? You know, it actually was. I was there for the Sydney Olympics with Lance in 2000, <laughs> and I came over a couple of weeks uh, early to present a series of nutritional programs at the major cities in Australia prior to Lance coming over and us hooking, hooking up for the uh, Sydney Olympics. Yeah, and so I remember watching from afar and going, far out, this bloke knows some stuff, because you know your stuff. Like, it was unreal from a nutrition point of view. And then I thought, and at, the, at that point, I was a naturopath. I wasn't a chiropractor. And uh, and so I thought, jeepers, if he can nail that nutrition, then maybe he, I might be able to nail the chiropractic as well. So that was part of my impetus to becoming a chiropractor, was actually watching you. Uh, in, in, when I was in New Zealand, I actually had the opportunity to not only meet you, but listen to your words of wisdom and your pearls when you were uh, speaking at the New Zealand College of Chiropractic Lyceum. That was a couple of years ago. And um, well, maybe that was last year. But uh, it, it was it was outstanding. What I found was that your, um, your message is hugely inspirational and motivational. And many people can relate to it because, you know, you, you started off at a young age and you, and you went through. Many people, though, Jeff, struggle with linking mindset to exercise to nutrition. And... I had a chat with a girl last night and I said to her, you know what, you've got to stop punishing yourself. Just accept that this is where you're at right now and that if you don't like it, then make a, make a difference. Just do it differently rather than actually beating yourself up. It, what sort of pearls do you give? What sort of wisdom can you share that would help people maintain their mindset or link the whole lot together? Well, I think that what you just said is probably the most pivotal aspect of this is that there, there are two ways of thinking. There's the human blueprint way of thinking, which is the way that all humans think by virtue of the fact that we're human. If you travel around the world 
uh, human behavior is 100% predictable. If you see this, they're going to act and do this. It's just absolutely predictable because we're born with a set of reflexes and responses that govern our choices. And yeah. those choices that we make determine how far we go in life. But then the champions are different. They've learned something about life that uh, they know how to capitalize any place, any time, under any given set of circumstances and convert an opportunity into a success. And those are what I call the champion blueprint tactics. And one of the most important tactics that the champions follow, it, this also comes from my program, The Champion's Blueprint, is that the champions know that perfection isn't necessary to be a consistent peak performer. They know that the difference is the 1% to 2% that really matters. So they spend all of their effort focusing on the 1% to 2% that really makes the difference. They don't look at perfection as being a requirement because most people that look at perfection those are the ones that are chasing all the details that don't mean anything. And they're making the contingencies for all the things that could go wrong. And if you live a life through that, which is really a fear-based approach to life, you're never going to move forward because you're paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the work never gets done. So really, the whole secret to this is realizing that it's only 1% or 2% that really does make the difference. And the champions focus on the one thing that needs to go right to be able to make things happen, to be able to move forward. And that's a lesson that I think everybody needs to learn is that we have this perfection myth that has no basis in reality whatsoever. And we need to dispel this myth. And I think our own experience tells us that it is a myth because as soon as you start giving up on something, you give up, that's when everything happens. You know how it is. I mean, you overtrain yourself because you think better training is going to get you more fit to perform. Then you give up because your performances are so bad because you're overtrained that you get disgusted with yourself. And as soon as you give up, take a couple of weeks off, you come back and you PR, you know, and what this tells us is that, you know, everybody knows that this is going to happen, but they just can't trust it because yeah. they're operating out of the human blueprint, not the champion's blueprint that requires restraint. So the champions have already told us what to do. We just need to learn those lessons and apply them. And that's what my program, the champion's blueprint is all about. Yeah. Awesome, Jeff. So it sounds like one of the things you're saying there, I think, Jeff, if I'm getting this right, is that, you know, we just kind of need to chunk it down a bit, that we need to say, well, what's the one thing I can do next that's going to start moving me in the right direction? That's exactly right. Yeah, it's one step after another. And one of the things that the champions do, one of the champions blueprint tactics that I teach and share with other champions is that you never try to over-prepare yourself because 90% of what happens in life, you can't anticipate anyhow because life never turns out the way that you think that it's going to you need a certain minimal competency at a certain level to be able to apply the action to move forward then you let the process tell you what the next step is and it's not saying that we don't have a generalized plan and make sure that we have the resources the time and the skills etc to move forward but what the champions do is that they get up every day and at a certain point they engage the day and they apply the skill where it counts in life and then they see what comes back and that's a compressed learning curve that allows them to be able to very quickly move through the steps that they need to get to be able to achieve their goal. They never overplan. Never, ever, ever. That's interesting you say that. So basically what you're saying is that their champions are the ones that really adapt quickly they do. as well. Yeah. yeah. They actually, if, if you look at the distinction between the human blueprint and the champion's blueprint, the human blueprint, because it's driven by impulse and emotion, if it feels good, let's try it. You know, there's really no structure behind that to be able to ensure that you're ever going to get from point A to point B. And because you're driven by impulse, you live a life of frustration because you can never connect with your talents if all you do is impulse and react to everything. It's not possible. Those are the people that when they should be observing, they're reacting. When they should be reacting, they're observing. Their timing is always off because they're driven by fear of loss and what they may stand to lose. Whereas the champion is driven by what they stand to gain and they make really good consistent choices that makes them extremely stable in any given set of circumstances and they also continually adapt their skill set to now so they're now real-time performers. And that's 
one of the reasons why we were so prolific and why we created the greatest dynasty in the history of sport by winning eight consecutive Tour de France victories because we never made the assumption that what worked last year in terms of winning a Tour de France was any guarantee of this year's success because we were new uh, people on the team. We had a different team structure. There was a different route. World events were different. We were one year older mentally and physically, so we had to create a model that embraced the new technology and the new us to create the model that we would use to prepare for this year's tour. And that's why we had the decided advantage. And that's what the champions always do. They never try to hold on to a method that's become obsolete. And that's why they're now real-time performers. And when you match that with that mental stability, then you have the ability to create and maintain forward momentum to always step up and peak perform. Whereas the human blueprint that's driven by impulse and emotion that lives a life of a continual perpetual frustration these people live a life of mediocrity because they just don't have the structure. They don't know what to do, when to be able to win, which is a characteristic that all champions have, and that's the difference. Mm. Well, this stuff is awesome, Jeff. I've actually been writing notes here, and uh, I've hit two problems. One is that I just ran out of space on my page to write more notes, and, and two is that you're chucking in such brilliant stuff at such a huge pace that I just can't keep up. It's awesome. So I'm going to have to listen back to this one about five times, I think. Um, but Jeff, we spoke a little bit earlier and we were talking about how, you know, being a champion isn't just about hitting, you know, world number one as an athlete. You know, we can, you can talk about being a champion mum or you can talk about being a champion employee or a champion business owner or, you know, whatever it is that your goals are in life. You know, this isn't just for the high end athletes, is it? No, really, the, the rules that govern peak performance are, um, something that extends into everyone's life and it's really, an attitude and it's a collection of strategies and actions that represent a specific set of circumstances and what the champions do behind the scenes they develop the ability to respond to any given set of circumstances because they know what to do and the champions golden rule is that if you do the homework then the test is easy so the things that i talk about in the champions blueprint uh, fall into the domain of sport uh, business career life home it uh, is basically universal in its application. It's not about the specific discipline. If you want to become a better golfer, well, go find yourself a golf coach. But that's not really what determines how good you're going to be. That's driven by your mentality and how you solve problems and how you deal with adversity. And that's what the human blueprint's all about. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. I just, I just love the way you described that earlier. Like you've worked with so many different athletes, like in, in so many different disciplines. And it's amazing that you, you know, you were able to take the best of the best of knowledge in terms of, you know, whether it be from cycling, whether it be from beach volleyball, whether it be from motocross. And you've actually taken that and actually, you know, put it into a program where, you know, where people are going to gain the most for, you know, it, people listening on this call may not be, you know, world athletes, but they're just, you know, normal people. And you be able to take that and take those concepts and become champions yeah. of your life. I love it. It's great. Well, that's exactly right. Because as I said before, it's like you don't need to improve your life 100%. You know, what makes a difference is the 1% to 2% difference. To win a 100-meter dash in the Olympics is a matter of maybe one or two one-thousandth of a second. So, again, you don't need to win by five minutes. And it's exactly the same thing in life, that there are certain key things in the six different zones that make up the champion blueprint that are necessary to know. And if you can master those, it's going to multiply your life a hundred times. Seriously. So we never try to take on too much and talk ourselves out of or talk ourselves into not being able to do it. You know, it's a matter of the right thing at the right time, which anybody could do at any time at any age. And simply all I've done is observe and let the champions that I've worked with and have helped create observe what it is that they do that makes them different. And that's something anybody could, anybody can learn at any age, at any time. And that's really what this chapter of my life is dedicated to. Wow. 
So, Jeff, you, you've given us some insight there into, you know, there's those key things people need to look out for. And obviously, you know, without wanting to ask you to give away your whole program on air here, but, you know, what, what are the key things people should be looking for? You know, how do they know what are the key things, that extra 2%, and what is the, you know, I guess the fluff or the, the things that aren't as crucial? Well, I think that the most important thing is let, let's sort of look at it, what it is that the champions have that make the difference. Number one, every champion has a blueprint that they look towards that tells them what to do, especially in critical situations, because the success of a year usually is often determined by five or six events in the year that have capitalized on will create in a very extraordinarily successful year. And if they're bobbled and fumbled, it will result in an extraordinarily bad year. And so the first thing they have is they have a blueprint that they study behind the scenes. And the blueprint are those actions that need to be applied daily to be able to encounter and overcome the challenges that everybody faces. And no one is exempt from exactly the same challenges. You know, we have a tendency to think that the champions, they're born that way. They're not. They're, they are created based on the lessons that they learn and the structures and the strategies that they apply. So everyone needs to have a blueprint that they can refer to to learn the skills. So that becomes their reflex and their unconscious response to life. And these are things that need to be learned, need to be rehearsed, and need to be applied to be able to make that yours. Otherwise, the human blueprint is going to make our decisions for us. The second thing that every champion has is that they have one or two or several mentors that help them in their area of specialty that they need good counsel in to be able to develop that skill. And it's somewhat like a corner man in boxing. You know, you during the round, you got the boxers beating each other up, and then the round's over, and then they retreat to the corner and sit on the stool. And the corner man pops up, and he puts an ice bag on the uh, bruise, and he kind of tells the guy off, gives him a drink of water, then he puts a Vaseline to close the cut. And the last thing that happens before the fighter goes out into the next round is that the corner man whispers into his ear that one thing that he needs to hear to be able to prevail and win the next round. It's exactly like life. You know, we engage this battle day in and day out with people, places, and things, and we've got to put the war paint on every day to be able to transcend to make sure that the day is the outcome of our vision where everybody else's emergency doesn't become our problem, where our life becomes the groundhog day, where nothing happens. We're just on this endless hamster wheel. And without a mentor or a sage to be able to help us along the journey, which every champion has, and without a blueprint, it isn't going to happen. So that's the place to start. And the other place that a person needs to start is that they really need to take stock of where they are in life, and they need to learn to commit to something. And once you've committed to that something, then you need to be able to develop a base competency to be able to move forward and grow the skill to be able to achieve that goal or that profession or whatever it is. And you cannot make it up because will and talent is not enough. There's plenty of will and talent in life that goes absolutely nowhere. It's about a structure. It's about mentorship. It's about having an accountability group to be accountable to. It's about creating a team that you need because no one wins alone. Everybody needs people in their lives to create that unique team that allows a person to get to the top and stay there. And those are the basic kind of formatting issues that are absolutely essential that every champion has. And let me also say this, is that if you contrast the average person versus the champion, the mantra that I hear from the average person is, oh my gosh, just imagine what it, or what my life would be like if I was only like others. And, and I'm telling you, the champions don't think like that. They know that they are their greatest asset. It's not the sameness that makes the difference. It's your uniqueness as an individual that is your greatest strength to become your own champion and make your own personal mark on human history. But having that basic asset 
all the champions invest 100% of their time, resources, energy, and effort into that one thing that's truly them, which is their uniqueness. And they're not afraid to spend the money and the resources to be able to find the best of the best to be able to help get them and keep them there. And that's the best bit of advice that I could give to anybody is that you cannot win alone. You can't do it yourself. You need a team and you need people to help keep you on the right track to get to the top and stay there. So I hope that at least gives you a, an overview of what it is that the champions do to be able to become these prolific peak performances that almost look mythical from the outside. But I can tell you is that winning is not an accident. It's the very deliberate outcome of consistent actions consistently applied. And that's what the champions know. And that's why they do the homework. And that's why they've won before they even show up because they prepared themselves for battle and they know what they need to do to be able to make it happen. So true. I mean, we often think that, you know, we put these athletes and put them on a pedestal and we forget that they're just humans as well, you know, and they have their down days. And I'm sure you've, you know, you would have experienced them, um, you know, when Lance Armstrong going through the Tour de France, he would have had a couple of bad days in there. What, what do you say to him? Like, what? I mean, do you, are you, I mean, obviously you're the chiropractor, but at the same time, I, I imagine like from what you're describing, you're actually more the mindset guy. You're really, I was, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's very astute on your part because I really was. I mean, they knew that I fixed them both physically but also mentally and this is the way you do it it's like everybody's going to have down days and there are certain things that you cannot control that's just the way that life is but what the champions do is that they never short circuit what they do they try to minimize the damage by not overreacting and not looking for magic answers because i mean here's the reality of this is that none of us change that much from day to day i mean our perception of ourselves fluctuates dramatically and we could talk ourselves into and out of things basically in an instant we all see that in the momentum shifts that happen in sport and that's purely a mindset issue so when life starts to go south which it has for lance and everybody else the basic champion blueprint tactic is is that you always enact the things that have proven themselves to always deliver in times of greatest challenge mm -hmm. and quite honestly our greatest challenge is us during times when things go south because we start to disbelieve in our ability. We start to believe that our best years are behind us. We start to think that we're not capable of success and nothing could be farther from the truth. And we always need to remind ourselves that why are we here and what are we doing? We, we need to look to our histories and our preparation to tell us exactly what it is that we need to do to be able to move forward. It's a battle that we fight day in and day out. And nobody ever completely masters it. And that's the reason why we really need to learn these champion blueprint tactics to be able to know what to do when. And that's the way the champions do it. They never over or underreact. They always remain stable. And they always employ and implement things that have proven themselves to always deliver, especially in the heat of battle when life takes a turn south. Hmm. Fascinating. So. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. So, um, you know, you've got these, these champions and... What we want to know about them is, yeah, what do they what do they do when things just really hit the fan? Like, how do they make those? How do what's the thing they do that snaps them out of it? Like that really mm -hmm. turns them around and gets them, you know, back on. Yeah. I mean, I see these guys in the Tour de France where they'll just, you know, they'll just bomb one day, and then yeah, the next yeah. day they're they're leading the pack. You know, yeah. like how do they do that? Yeah, it's amazing. You know what? That, that's such an amazing. You know, the Tour de France is the ultimate life clinic because you live in 23 days, every human emotion and challenge that you're going to face in a lifetime. And that's what makes it such an amazing spectacle. I mean, that's really the real story behind the Tour de France. But, you know, again, we all face challenges. No one's exempt. We all face the same thing. We may not think that. We may not feel it. But in reality, that's exactly what happens. And again, what the champions do when life starts to go south they never try to salvage what they think they may have lost and try to get it back too quickly because that's a recipe for disaster because then you're making rash decisions 
that are not founded in reality. And the reality is, is that given at a time, usually things find their own equilibrium again. If you don't get in the way and screw it up, and you got to you got to learn to know when to back away and let things resettle. And that's what they do. What they do, they go back to baseline. They make sure that they get enough sleep because if you try to make decisions when you're tired and your mind is spinning, you're always going to make the wrong choice. So they don't feel tempted to try to solve the problem immediately. They let things kind of sort themselves out. So they take a back seat. They make sure that they eat well. They take their vitamins. They pull back on their training. They try to conserve as much energy as possible to let that natural energy and that mentality and that vitality and that psychic energy restore itself because that's the only place where the right type of thinking and the right type of actions can be applied. And they never look for magic answers and they immediately get on speed dial and they call their mentor to get good counsel because the idea there is, is that you want to make sure that you don't crack. So there are four fundamental things that they do in addition to what I've already mentioned. Number one, they always eat before they're hungry because your brain consumes 20% of your body's energy even though it's only 20%, only 2% of the body's mass. And if you don't have enough food on board and your energy starts to drop, you start to think dumb and you make some very rash, very bad decisions. So you always eat before you're hungry. The next thing is that you resolve conflict as quickly as possible because when life has a tendency to go south, that's where the blame game starts. That's where the pity party starts. And all of those emotions are extremely destructive. So if something needs to be reconciled between people, there's got to be a mechanism to make sure that people have a chance to resolve conflict as quickly as possible because that's the greatest energy sucker of all time. The next thing is that people should never live in isolation when their life starts to go south. There's a tendency to want to dive into the nearest wood chipper or you know climb into the hole and roll a rock over the front, but you never want to do that. You want to make sure that you're always in the presence of trusted allies and mentors that will give you good counsel because if we try to fight the fight by ourselves to get back to where we were, then we're always impulsively challenged to try to do too much too quickly. And that's usually putting the second foot off the cliff that has a very hard landing. And that's when we need good counsel. We need to be around stable people that really care about us to be able to shore us up and show us the past, the reality, to let our natural vitality bring us back to basic baseline. And then the final thing when a person's in crisis is that we need to make sure that we get adequate sleep so that the stress response doesn't consume the body and make it vulnerable to illness. And the champions, they control their mind. They don't let their mind spin out of control. They devote all of their attention to slowing down and getting good rest and trying to recover as quickly as possible and let the problem start to sort itself out to be able to find the solution. And once that's revealed to them, then they're going to have the energy and the presence of mind to enact the action steps to get them back to where they were, if not better, because some of our best learning experiences come through these periods of downturn. I mean, you look at Lance. He was never the athlete that he was prior to his cancer. It took the cancer to challenge something in him that was buried that needed to find a mechanism to get out that would take him to another level of greatness. And that's the opportunity that we all have when we have these moments of crisis, but they're really rites of passage if they're handled correctly, and that's how the champions do it. There's some awesome metaphors in there, Jeff, and I think a lot of people listening to this here may not be in any stretch of the imagination ever going to be a physical athlete, athletic champion. They, they may not ever want to be there, but, but most people want to be a champion in their own life. And so if they can draw the parallel and see the metaphors that you're using um, in, in talking about sport and performance in their own life, in, you know, whether they're performing with their family, whether they're performing you know, with their kids or in their job or their workplace or their career, whatever it is, I think what you've just shared will just open up gates for a lot of people. And it's interesting because I did, I met with a guy this morning who um, has 
really bad. And we've actually got the Melbourne Ironman this weekend. Uh, oh, which is which is really cool, but there's an incredible amount of people that have actually overtrained for this, and they've got blown it's out their classic. calf muscles, they've blown out their ITBs, they've got low back classic. pain, you know, neck pain, neck strain. I like my, my uncle fell asleep while he was riding his bike at 140 k's the other day, and he fell <laughs> off and broke his collarbone. You know, that's how tired these guys are. It's it's classic. It's, it's classic. Yeah. That, that, that's the problem because they're all operating out of the fear of loss and they believe that if they pull back and rest up that they're giving someone else the competitive advantage and that is absolutely a myth and it's an absolute lie. But their yeah. human blueprint is controlling and ruling the conversation. The champions yeah. know better. It's not that they don't have the same tendency. They just know from experience that there's no basis in reality. As you get closer to the event, you need to pull back Back and up. let your mind, body, and spirit start to peak to work together in harmony to create that mythical zone performance. It's it, so, and again, as I've said this, it's it's not about perfection. It's about the one to two percent that makes the difference, and that's what the champions know. That's part of their secret. So the people that are looking for that one or two elusive percent by training more, it's not a training more. It's pulling back and resting up. But people can't yeah. trust them because and the. Because the fear response kicks in, the human blueprint, and tries to talk them out of it. And, and your your mind is not your friend. And th this is not just about sport. It's about business. It's about family. It's about being on stage. Should I or shouldn't I? And it's all about what do I stand to lose? So I don't want to lose anything. So I guess I'll try harder. And then what that does, that opens up the floodgate to getting sick or injured, as you just shared with me. It is absolutely classic to just imagine the influence that we have on connecting people with their best talents to create a life that they're capable of by sharing with them the perfection myth. That alone, in and of itself, is worth the cost of admission. Seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome, mate. And I think it fits in so well with our wellness guy's message because what you're saying is, you know, don't panic. Don't look for the quick fix. You know, take a long-term view on things to how you can, you know, improve over time. And when we talk about health and wellness, you know, that's that's the model we really talk about for people, and it's just fantastic. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Well, listen, I, I couldn't uh, say thank you enough to be able to share the platform with you because, um, you know, again, Australia is my home away from home, and I can't wait to come back uh, because I just kind of feel that uh, if I don't have my annual trip to Australia, it's just not been the year that I need to have. <laughs> and, again, um, you know, thanks again for your trust and confidence in having me come on and share some of the insights that I've gained through the privilege of working with some of the people that I have. So thanks again, and best to everybody down under. Yeah, well, if you want more information on Jeff Spencer, um, you can go to his website, www.jeffspencer.com. Um, Jeff, you want to just maybe touch on, you know, in a, in a one minute or two minutes about your blueprint and what it consists of, your champion sure. blueprint? Yeah, thanks Thanks for the opportunity to do that. Well, you know, what I've done is that uh, this stage of my life is to help others become their own champion, and that's a method that the champions have told us what to do, and that's what I have created the program for. And the best way to get an insight into that is to go to www.jeffspencer.com. And when you get there, there's going to be a tab that allows you to take the champion's aptitude screening. And this is a little screening that I put together that allows you to be able to see where you are in your journey to become your own champion and what you need to do to be able to take yourself to another level. So that would be the first and foremost thing to do. And then take a look around at the tools and the resources and the products that I put together that I've used very successfully to help take others to the top of their game and keep them there. And, and all I can say is that in today's world, it's rapidly and dramatically changing. The things that we used to do to be able to create success in our life are no longer working. And uh, I have learned through the last 40 years of being deeply buried in the lives of peak performers 
what it is that we need to do right now to be able to take our game to a higher level. And every one of us has got a potential legacy in front of us, but we cannot make that up. It's not driven by will or talent because that's not enough. What it takes, it takes a structure. And that's what the blueprint, uh, that's what the champion's blueprint is all about. And it's based on the exact same tactics that I've used to help others win over 40 plus world Olympic Tour de France and national championships. So, I would love to have people visit the site and also to say that if they go to the site, look for the update on the champion speed dial calls. Because what I do every week or two, I have a free speed dial call where I share some of the tactics and answer people's questions, the number of questions they want to know to become their own champions. Love to have everybody participate and uh, would love to be able to share the message because every one of us has a greater potential, but we need a structure to be able to make that happen. And that's what the champions blueprint's all about. So thanks again for the opportunity to be able to share that with your listeners. Excellent. Well, listen, for those of you who are driving the car right now and can't write that down, we'll have it on our website. Just go check out thewellnessguys.com, and uh, we'll definitely have a link to Jeff's website there um, in the uh, summary. So um, make sure you leave your comments below this episode. Tell us what you think. I mean, I... I mean, I'm sure all of us have been blown away with the uh, information here, and I think we're going to have to re-listen to this about you know, several <laughs> times because there's so many little nuggets that were just thrown out there that, was, like, yeah, yeah, just you know, quickly glanced over, and you, you forget like that was just so impactful. So I think really, I encourage you to listen to this episode again and again because it could really change your life, and, and I'm, you know, that's why we brought Jeff on to the show because we really want to know about how to create mindsets to become champions in your own life. So thanks, uh, Jeff, for joining us, um, and really appreciate for taking. The time great thanks everybody onward and upward and it's about time we get on the bus to become the best that we can be so we'll see everybody on top of the podium thanks again so until next week begin creating wellness into your lines lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show